0: We are not doctors. This content should not be used in substitution of professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always get advice from physicians for medical conditions, and any advice we give should be tried at your own risk. And always ask a doctor before starting something new.
1: On today's Raising the podcast, we have a deep, meaningful conversation about what makes each of us happy, and I don't think I make any inappropriate references. Let's go.
0: Has no patience, look at his face and in his eyes He's been waiting, he's been way bound to the die Always taking
1: chances, all those conversations Don't know if I'll make it, don't know why
0: he even tries Say, oh, I am a believer Oh Don't know where I'll be if I'm not free to take a meal Welcome to episode 9 of Raising the Nuts. I'm Jody. And I'm Trevor. And we are having quite the morning.
1: <laughs> this I was looking forward to this recording this <laughs> podcast all week and i figured it's we'd only have our, tuesday well you know <laughs> over the last week <laughs> and i figured we'd have some new blue yeti microphones that you ordered mm-hmm. we'd have our whole setup very official podcast looking thing
0: how'd that work out
1: it didn't work out
0: it did not work out
1: we have one microphone again yeah it's the blue yeti
0: yeah and but i wasted two hours this morning of my day when i have a lot to do trying to figure out how to get both to work at the same time and it wouldn't work.
1: Yeah. So we'll have to find somebody that can do that.
0: Yeah. We're also hiding in Andrew's room again today
1: because there's construction that is incredibly loud right next to the office.
0: So loud. So obnoxiously loud. I cannot wait for this house to be finished. I am tired of looking at it. I'm tired of hearing it. It's really messing up the day.
1: Yeah. I went, well, the good news is I went away for three days two days mm-hmm. to maryland live and when i got back it was almost done not almost done it's but it's not was, almost done a lot of the structure was up
0: <laughs> now they're putting all the plywood on the outside of the house mm. and it's loud the microphone was picking up every single hammer beep yeah
1: so hopefully the sound quality is up to par listening back to some of the older podcasts a lot of the sound quality isn't very good anyway so what's the difference yeah i guess we're gonna keep working to get better yeah the reason I was looking forward to this week's podcast is because after last week's podcast, I had an idea and I gave you a homework exercise and myself a homework exercise over the, the course of the last week. My thought was to try to make this more of a serious podcast, since this is a mental health type podcast <laughs> instead of... I mean, I'm, I'm obviously going to make a bunch of jokes still, <laughs> but get into delve into some more serious topics. So I was thinking the homework assignment would be, I told Jody when she meditated or just throughout the day to think about what happiness means, what the word means, what what it means to be happy, and is she happy? And I would do the same thing. So why don't you tell me what you came up with and what what you thought about this whole homework experience?
0: Well, initially when you said homework, I was like, really? Like I don't have enough to do and now you're trying to assign me homework.
1: It's funny because the last episode we talked about how much homework sucked. Yes. And I gave you homework.
0: I hate homework. I have homework to do for school. And now here you are handing me more assignments. And then you told me to meditate and think about it. And I said, when I meditate, I think about everything I have to do for the day. So adding in something like that just did not sound appealing.
1: I thought this was a good opportunity to give you something to think about other than all those things while you're meditating. So I thought that was a good idea. And I also just thought it's a really good thought exercise to really get into figuring out if you actually are happy what what it means to be happy and what you need to do to make yourself happy,
0: yeah, well, I was being a negative Nancy, and yesterday, or the day before I think yesterday, I was able to do it last week, I guess I don't remember when it started, but I just did not have a good week. I wasn't having a good week mentally, I just was not in a good place, and I felt like everything was going wrong, but I decided yesterday that I needed to just change my attitude and turn things around and make my life what I wanted it to be for that day and not let everything around me affect me because that stuff doesn't really matter.
1: Okay.
0: So I did the assignment yesterday when I meditated because I've been doing the silent meditations, although I definitely skipped a whole bunch of days because things went downhill fast, but I'm back and... So, when I thought about happiness. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah. You got
1: happy thinking about happiness?
0: I did. I got real happy thinking about it.
1: Do you feel like it it made your meditation better?
0: Um, well, I mean it was definitely, you know, like I thought about happy thoughts instead of instead of just all the crap that I have to do. And then when I thought about like it's just inevitably I started thinking about things that do not make me happy and, like, what is the opposite of that? So then I tried to remind myself that, you know, that's not what I was thinking about. So instead of framing it as, like, what does not make me happy, I framed it as the opposite, like I said. So what does make me happy?
1: Okay. So, so you wrote down a list of things that make you happy. Did you, did you, in your mind, did you assign a definition to the word happy? No. No. Okay. So you just, you went more so along the lines of what makes me happy. Yeah. Okay.
0: What happiness is to me.
1: Okay. Go ahead. So. <laughs> present, present to the audience. Present to the classroom.
0: Yeah, I, this is where I clam up. Yeah, I don't you like look public very I-
1: <laughs> You look very nervous right now. It's just you and I in the room here. I know. And then a bunch of people listening to their cars on the way to work eventually.
0: I know. But so I grew up like we didn't really talk about things a lot. So you know, I had to like work on that quite a bit and opening up and talking about the way that I feel I've done way better with you because <clears throat> you're my husband and I feel really close to you. So
1: I'm also but. easy to talk to and good looking <laughs> and you look like you're going to cry right now. Are you okay?
0: No, I'm not going to cry. Okay. Fine. <laughs> All right.
1: It's, I mean, Jody is not a crier. No. In the first like eight years of our relationship, Jody cried, like f- cried four times and it was two of them <laughs> were at sex in the city movies. So she's I was not pregnant. Much, yeah. She's not much of a crier. All right, go ahead. Tell me what, what is happiness? What does happiness mean to you?
0: There's one thing in my life that always stays really constant, that does not cause me grief, and just makes me happy. That's you. Oh, (laughs) Oh,
1: I'm about to cry. I thought you were going to cry, but I'm going to cry. Okay, that's a good start. You can either tell me more about me or go on to whatever else makes you happy.
0: Well, I feel like I don't feel confident about a lot of things in my life, but I feel really confident about our relationship and the stability of our relationship. And I never worry that anything is going to go wrong. I don't worry about you doing something behind my back. I just feel very, very confident about our relationship.
1: That's great. I feel the same way. Yeah. Makes so me happy.
0: That makes me really happy okay. that I have this one constant thing in my life that I know no matter what, I have this.
1: So you closed your eyes and that's the first thing that came to your mind? Yeah. Okay. What's the second thing that came to your mind?
0: My kids. Okay. My kids, even though they... Well, our kids. <laughs> <laughs> even though they can be really difficult and it's can be insanely challenging when I watch them do things that they're accomplishing, whether it's a dance recital or cam and cheer, when Ava was in cheer, when they do flips and stuff. Andrew playing baseball, he loves to play baseball and it makes him really happy and he just has a big smile on his face. That makes me really happy. And when people... Comment about my kids to me and how, like, you know, people tell me how much they love my kids all the time. I've had people tell me they wanted to take Cam and (laughs) keep her like a pet, you know, because they just love her so much. And somebody at Andrew's baseball game asked me if he ever doesn't smile, things like that. All that stuff makes me really happy. And when my kids are out in public and I get good reports from their teachers or wherever we go, that makes me happy because I feel like we're definitely doing something right because they're respectful kids. They are well-adjusted kids. They get along with their friends. They have friends. They smile a lot. Like, they seem like happy kids. So that makes me happy. That's a great one.
1: I, I got a question yesterday. My I asked me anything on Instagram from Daniel? He said, what were my favorite characteristics of each kid? And I thought that was a great question. And it made me really that. think about them a lot and how different they all are but they still have a lot of the same qualities and just how how cool they are. I just really like our kids a lot. I yeah. Like I like each of their individual personalities and how good they are to other people like you said. And yeah, it's, I think we're doing a pretty good job.
0: Yeah.
1: It can be and it's it's hard it's easy to forget that as parents that like you're probably doing a pretty good job. Yeah. Because on the day-to-day basis when, you know, things are going crazy and everybody's yelling and nobody can find this and you just want to strangle them, uh, not actually <laughs> strangle them, but, you know, you know, parents, you know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's easy to forget that overall you probably are doing a pretty good job.
0: Yeah, I agree. All
1: right, what else you got?
0: And then just my family in general. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a big family. My parents have a lot of siblings, both of them, and so we have this big extended family, and... I see my dad's side especially um, every Christmas and then whenever we have other get-togethers. We're all together. It's loud, but we just do a lot of laughing. I love spending time with my family. I love spending time with my brother and my sister-in-law and my niece and nephew and my parents anytime I can. And... You know, now we're married, so we have that extended... I have Well, I have the extended family of your family, too. So there's more nephews over there, and I just... I love being with family. Okay. I've always been that way, I, like... Because that's the way that my dad's family has always been, like... You know, we're a family, we're together, this is what we're doing. So when I was growing up, if my friends were doing something... But then my family was doing something like for me, it was a no brainer. I was going with my family. That's the way it always was. Mm
1: -hmm. So you're hitting at some of the really important uh, things that people need in life, right? Which is love and family. That's that's good to to provide you happiness. That seems to be a good key to happiness. So what else you got?
0: Uh, I have travel. Okay. I really love to travel. I don't like being in the same place all the time. We live in the town that I grew up in and my dad's family grew up in so sometimes i feel like we're like stuck so the fact that we get to travel a lot is nice because we get to see new things meet new people because we discovered through this uh journey of self-discovery that we're doing right now that something that i love and i you know makes me really happy is talking to people but talking to new people all the time i've always said that I never wanted to sit at a desk job because I like to interact with new people all the time. New faces, new conversations. It's not the same thing all the time. I like when things change frequently. So for me, talking to people when we travel or, you know, if we go to your meetup games and things like that, I love to talk to people. So if you're at Trevor's meetup game and you want to talk to me, just come over and talk because I will talk all night.
1: (laughs) She will. Uh, I love travel also. And there's something about seeing something I've never seen before even if it's just a road just being on a different road that I've never been on before it creates something in my brain that I crave and I just love it so much and when I was down in Maryland I got to go to some new trails that I'd never been to before and I can't wait to take you there because they were incredible if you are down n- near Maryland it's the Cascade Falls Trail at I don't know how to say the thing Patasco State Park or something like that there was had to be eight or nine miles worth of trails and waterfalls and just beauty everywhere. And I loved it. It was a tough hike here and there. I got got lost out in the woods for two and a half hours. (laughs) And uh, I think that'll actually come into when I get to my part of happiness. I'll talk about that a little bit.
0: I wrote down laughter because I love to laugh. I know if we have a night where we were with friends or family or even just the two of us and we laughed a lot, I always look back on that and just think like that was a lot of fun. That really made me happy. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like a no-brainer. Laughter, but
1: I mean, it's no wonder why I'm number one on your list because I've provided all these things for you <laughs> that you've listed so far. You got that's love, true. family, travel, laughter. I'm just the full package. See, that's
0: why you're on the top of the list. That's right. <laughs> uh, realness.
1: Realness. All right, let's get real. What do you mean by realness?
0: So, I might, I might cause some, uh, some wonder. I don't know what the right word to use wonder? here is. For speculation. Pe- spe- speculation. Yeah. But there is so much fakeness around here. I'm sure it's everywhere, but I encounter it all the time, people just being fake, and I can't stand it. I would much rather go up to a person that I don't want to interact with and say, I don't care for you, I find you fake, and I don't want to pretend, so let's just not talk to each other. I would much rather do that than pretend on a daily basis to, or it doesn't have to be a daily basis gonna cause more speculation now like who am I talking to on a daily (laughs) basis but I can't stand the fakeness I don't I don't want to pretend I want to if I want to talk to somebody because I enjoy talking to them then I want to talk to them if I don't want to talk to somebody I don't want to be forced into a conversation that's just fake I don't enjoy that I never have I actually when I was in high school um I made my friends mad because I didn't like somebody and I didn't want to pretend anymore so I said please don't talk to me I don't like you
1: (laughs) So I think there's definitely some interesting psychology here because I'd be interested to see like what a psychologist would think about that, about your thoughts on that. I think it comes back to something that I want to get into, which is the way you feel about the human race. (laughs) And I think you and I probably have maybe differing views on people in general. And I think everyone does. You know, it's all—it's awesome. You're either really far on the scale of everyone is evil or everyone is good. You know, like it's there's I sometimes. You can, I, I mean, there's somewhere along that scale. Oh yeah. Not not you. You don't have to be one end or the other. Some people fall in the middle. Some people, whatever. Um, but I think there's you're somewhere obviously along that scale. Right. Everyone but
0: is. I don't think it's uncommon to. To be able to look at conversations that you have and decide, like, well, this was, like, a forced fake conversation and this was a genuine conversation.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. For you sure. Know,
0: like, and And when you wipe out the fake stuff, it's basically wiping out the toxic stuff that you have in your life. And in our lives with three kids and we're interacting with a lot of people because of activities and school and, you know, whatever... You you come across fake stuff every right. day, basically, unless you lock yourself in your house. So I don't enjoy fake conversations. I enjoy genuine conversations. And I don't know. Like, I just, it really makes me feel crazy inside to have to have a fake conversation.
1: Yeah, I, I just, I guess what I'm wondering more so is what is it about you and about your personality that makes it, that makes that irritate you so much? Yeah. You know, there has to be something like, you know, we've talked about, and I I said this from the Naval podcast, and I'll probably say this again at some point, that anything that causes suffering and you feeling that is suffering is usually fear-based. 90% of it's some sort of fear-based. So I think a psychologist would say that you have a fear of being fake, of being not authentic yourself. And I don't think that's true, but I think that's what a psychologist would say if that irritates you so much. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's just an interesting thought exercise.
0: Yeah. I just, I, you know, I appreciate when people are genuine. Yeah. You know, when they say something and then they, they do the same thing that they're saying.
1: Right. I mean, authenticity is something I think that is really a lot easier now to see in people, I think, because with social media, it becomes very clear when people are not portraying themselves in the, like, if they're trying to go out of their way to portray something that they're not, it becomes clearer, I think. All right. What else you got?
0: A cozy home.
1: Okay. Do we have one of those? It's getting there. there. (laughs) (laughs) We have a home.
0: Yeah, we have a home and that's wonderful. We 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 have a nice home. It's a beautiful home, but you know, like, I just like a really nicely decorated space where you can go in and just feel really comfy and cozy and we get together with the kids in the living room. We watch movies down there and stuff. So I like it to be really cozy and comfortable. I, like, our bedroom is pretty much there, which I love. I made a couple changes in it, very simple things that cost, like, next to nothing. And it just really changed the feel of the room. And now it's, like, I walk in and I look at it and I'm like, this is really pretty. I love the way that this looks. So something like that, like, just really makes me happy.
1: See, I could live in a house with nothing decorated at all, and I wouldn't notice anything. But when you do do things, I, I appreciate it. And, and I think to myself, that looks really good. This yeah. is very nice.
0: We went through this with the closets. When you were like, what's the wrong with the closet? I don't get it. It just had, like, a single rack in it with a bar. And you're like, what's the big deal? And I'm like, there's no storage. You can't store anything. It's just a rack and a bar. So you're just hanging stuff up and, like, throwing stuff everywhere. So when we redid the well what is now Andrew's room when we redid that room we put like a closet system in there so there were shelves and there were bars and things were different and when it was done you were like oh okay I get it It you know what that is
1: that's called man brain all right what else you got because I haven't even studied my stuff
0: yet I know um health
1: health okay like that's a
0: big one for me that really should be towards the top of my list being healthy everybody being healthy in the house you know if you don't have health then you can't really go forward from there Mm -hmm if you're not at your best health then you know that kind of it has a trickle down effect so health
1: i want to notice i want to note an overarching theme here that all these things are things that in your daily life you probably don't think much about especially when you're stressed out and i think that's a really common thing for people when they're stressed out they're thinking about all these problems that they have and a lot of times most of the problems are minor in nature, but they, in the, in the big picture, but they feel so much more than just that. Yeah, you know, they feel a lot bigger than that. And they, they don't take the time to think about all these other positive things that are the really important things that are actually positive. And so I think that's a a pretty, this list is really good for you to have written out to be able to come back to daily and just remind yourself, okay, I have these things that make me happy. The things that don't make me happy are these kind of minor in, in relatively insignificant, annoying things.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, after listening to the Naval podcast is when I was able to sit down and kind of compile this list because he was talking about that, what you were just saying. I can't remember exactly what he was saying, but, you know, he was saying, like, if you want to go to Starbucks and get a coffee, you can do that anytime you want. And if you want to do this, you can do that. So, you can't do
1: that anymore because we're on a budget. That's
0: right. But I still can. <laughs> I just have to budget it. <laughs> but, um... You know, like, thinking about that makes a lot of sense. It kind of brings you back down to Earth instead of, you know, whatever alternate universe you're running around in in your brain. You come back to Earth and realize, like, okay, things are really not that bad. Mm -hmm. We have a home. We have food to eat. Our kids smile a lot, like we said. You know, they laugh. They get along with people. We get along with people. We love each other. Like, we really are doing great.
1: This feels like this thought exercise came at the exact right time for you, because you had a rough <laughs> week. I did, and then you did this, and I think now you can turn a corner. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I else? have two more. Two I more. T- things two on my more. List. Okay. Two
0: more, since it's already 20 minutes. Um, giving. Okay. I really love giving. Whether it's going to a store and seeing something that I think somebody would really love, and just buying it for them and giving it to them, I've always been that way. I just love giving or giving back. You know, doing charitable things whether it's walks or runs that you sign me up for that I don't (laughs) ask for or just whatever. You know, we used to have charity poker tournaments at the house. So that kind of – but that ties in with the next thing is hosting. As stressful as it is to create events and and host them, whether it's just a birthday party or whatever, uh, once we're there in the moment, I love it. I love having people at our house. I love hosting it could be anything. So, when we did the charity poker tournaments, it was, you know, it was a two for one. Yeah. Because we were giving back, we were raising money for charity and donating it, but we were also hosting. And, you know, it's just, it goes along with the same thing of um, talking to new people all the time. When you have people, when you have a, cha- a charity poker tournament, it's new people coming in the house. That you're not talking to all the time, it's mm-hmm. people that you haven't seen in a while. You get to catch up, say hello, meet new people that are coming. It's just you know, it's all kind of tied together.
1: I actually talked to somebody about doing that again. I mm-hmm. think we should probably do one again sometime soon.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, cool. Well, I'm happy you did this thought exercise. I'm, i I'm hopeful that it. Uh, I, I feel like I've said thought exercise a bunch of times on this podcast. I don't know. But I encourage everyone out there to do the same thing before I get to my, what I came up with. I think it would be great if anybody who listens to this takes some time out and writes down what they're happy, what makes them happy, or what happiness means to them. If you guys want to send it in to us info at raisinthenuts.com. You can do that.
0: Yeah, I think it would be um, good to take a break from all the negativity and just think about what's positive in your life, which is definitely what I needed to do. But, you know, you can see on Facebook that everybody is just complaining, complaining, complaining. So if you take a step back and just think about what is good in your life, you know, you can start to change the narrative that's going on there. Absolutely. I was going to say, Chai makes me happy. (laughs) So if... (laughs) <laughs> Who's chai? You seeing chai when I wasn't here? Chai spice. Oh,
1: chai spice. Chai
0: okay. spice. So if you want uh, just an easy little hack really quick is if you want chai spice coffee or whatever. But in this case, I'm just specifically talking about chai spice coffee. You can just add a teaspoon of chai spice to your coffee grounds before you brew, stir it up. Boom. You have chai, spice, coffee.
1: Do most people make coffee like we do? I don't think they do, It though. doesn't matter. Oh. How do they make coffee? Oh, they use, like, a coffee like a, maker or something? Yeah,
0: which you can do the same thing. Mix okay. it in with your grounds and pour it through. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're all fancy
1: over here. And yeah, we got the uh, pour-over system.
0: Yeah, it looks like a science experiment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So for my happiness, first of all, I looked up the definition of happiness. Of course of you happy. did.
0: Of course you did. I called you Gandhi on Friday, by the way. Do you feel like I'm Gandhi? Sometimes.
1: All right, well, we I talked about this. The reason that I'm Gandhi-like, but I'm not Gandhi at all, <laughs> is because I've spent the last six years for sure on a quest for figuring out the brain, figuring out my brain, figuring out what happiness is, and all kinds of other different mental exercises that I've done, listening to podcasts on the topic, reading tons and tons of things about what people did to make themselves happy and content. Well, content is the big word. So the definition of happy in the dictionary is feeling or showing pleasure or contentment. So it's interesting that it's contentment because most times when people think of content, it's just, you're just, you're just okay. You're just kind of there. You don't think like smiling content, right? So To me, the first thing that, well, I thought of all those things that you thought of. I want to preface this with that. Everything that you said are things that 100% make me happy. When I go deep into some meditations and I start to think like on deeper surface of things.
0: Here comes Gandhi.
1: Here comes Gandhi. (laughs) I think I feel the most happy when I'm in a state of flow. And what I mean by that is I can see problems existing in the world, come up with especially complex problems, come up with solutions in my head and then execute them and see it all play out like that. So th- this happens in poker all the time over and over again, but in life it happens over and over again too, especially with the kids or just even not even complex situations. It's as simple as just like following directions and going through that process where you feel, if you ever feel in a state of flow or you feel like in the zone, this is a, uh, uh, an emotion that we're constantly chasing in poker. And I feel like I've spent so much time perfecting that to get to that point every single time that I play that it now has translated into my life where you just feel at peace and, and you know where you're going and you know what you're doing. And when I feel that way, I feel great. When I feel not that way, that's when it I don't feel happy. And that's when I get into those funks couple days or I I just feel like I'm scattered I feel like I'm all over and I don't feel in the flow so I feel the happiest when I can do that and I, I think that's a it's most people and I think it goes along with being aware and the meditation practices that I've done to be aware when I'm in the flow I'm in the moment constantly in the moment and I'm paying attention to everything that's happening the opposite and that's why I think the social media thing has been so great Because the social media takes you out of the flow. It takes you into a a zombie-like zone.
0: Yeah, I deleted Facebook.
1: Congratulations.
0: Well, I deleted the app off of my phone. That's excellent. And so I haven't looked at it in days.
1: So achieving that state of flow and achieving the being constantly in the moment makes me very happy. The second thing that I thought of was believing in the good of people which is something that we started talking about a little bit already.
0: Which you always have done.
1: I, I've always done that. <laughs> and it, it made me think about this because I, I got, went to deep, deep thought when I was in the woods in Maryland. <laughs> because <laughs> over the last three weeks, we talked about this in two, two podcasts ago about the YouTube comments on my, on my YouTube page since I started putting out more videos that are just poker related, there's more of these kind of trolls that come out and post things constantly. And my ratio of negative comments has gone up tremendously over the last few weeks. And we talked about this two weeks ago. And you said something about how, you know, this is not, that has nothing to do with you. It's a, a indication of they're unhappy with their life. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that I was bothered by it. It's still bothering me. And every time I look at one and I see one, it bothers me. So then, when I'm in the woods, I'm I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, if it bothers me, then there's some reason that it bothers me. And I go into the fear, there's some sort of fear from the suffering coming. And I figured out a couple different things. There's two reasons why I think that it bothers me. The first one is that it, it creates the fear in me that people are not actually good. And that's something that bothers me. Then, yeah, when, so when I thought about that, I'm like, well, I do think people are good. I think that there are obviously segments of people who, for some reason, feel like they need to say negative things or prop themselves up for some whatever reason. And then the other fear that it, it created in me was that the imposter syndrome. And in poker, if you're not familiar with imposter syndrome, it's the idea that even if you're really, really good at something, you feel like maybe that you're actually not. And this is really common in poker because... There is some element of, there's elements of luck involved, obviously. And you can go through stretches where you just can't win. And you feel like, am I ever going to win again? Am I actually even good at this game? And so it happens all the time. And my feedback loop from poker for so long now is, has always been, Trevor, you're incredible. Trevor, you're the best. Trevor, whatever Trevor says is right. And this comes from my group of friends that I talk poker with. And then also my poker forums. You know, if I, on the, we, I belong to a private poker forum of like 100 guys. And if there's a hand history question in there or something comes up about poker, it's just assumed that I know the answer and that I'm right. So I think when people say these things in the comments, my first inclination is like, this person clearly has no idea what they're talking about. I, I've been extremely successful at poker. I know what I'm doing, et cetera. But then I think that deep down... Fear of of being an impostor pops through, and then that's why it bothers me. So, I, I I this going back to the good of people. Obviously, I think that was what makes me happy and all that stuff. But I kind of wanted to go on this little tangent because I had this realization digging into these things of why these comments bother me, and and also just I think in general because I'm such a positive and happy person, I I I take it uh, worse. Because it's like, why why would this person say anything bad about me? Like, I'm great. You know, and that, that sounds... and that, So that's what gets into my head. It's like, am I doing something wrong? And then, you know, when I come back to really thinking about it, reflecting on it more, I can kind of organize my thoughts and say, say okay, no, I, I'm doing the right thing. I'm being honest. I'm authentic. I know what I'm talking about when it comes to poker. I'm trying to help people out with poker. And so if people don't see that and they don't like it, then that's fine. They can say whatever they want in the comments. I'm still going to do what I do, and it's all good.
0: Yeah, and you have to remember that a lot of the comments are coming from people saying that you're playing poorly at a meetup game. (laughs) So what they're saying is, like, they're they're not even really paying attention to what's going on. You know, they're just making comments just because they're unhappy with their lives, and they just feel the need to project that on other people. Clearly, you're not playing A-game poker. You're messing around, and you're getting lucky, and it's working out for the meetup games. It's all for entertainment purposes. It's not for, you know, it's not like a serious game of poker when you're there. You're having a good time. So when somebody comes in and watches one of your videos and says, like, oh, my God, you're terrible, you're just getting lucky, like, okay, well, you're not really playing, like, strict poker like you would right. when you're playing for a living on a daily basis and i've tried to remind you guys we're really sorry if there's a lot of noise in the background anytime we move it my picks feet it were up. falling
1: asleep and i had to move them
0: yeah like and i i talk with my hands and i move a lot and it's probably picking it up and so sorry but um we've talked a lot about this when over the years when you've started to get down about something like you're not where you wanted to be it's not where you saw yourself at this point point. and i always just try to remind you like Look around. You know, we have three kids. They have everything they could ever want in life, plus more, over-the-top, stuff they shouldn't even have. And they've been all over the country. They've left the country. They've seen and done a lot at such a young age. And then they have the important things, like shelter and food and clothes and love and all those things. And each year has gotten better and better, so... You can't let some stupid troll who comes in and says like, oh, my God, you play so bad or you have stupid hair like it doesn't matter.
1: Right. And, but I'm actually really grateful for those things because it for them doing that, because it caused me to question why it upsets me. And, and then I think it gave me a better understanding of my brain and how I should react to things going forward. And, and now I feel content with whatever people want to say. Whereas before, maybe it would have just said that I lingering if I didn't spend some time thinking about why it was bothering me, rather than just saying, these people are a-holes, and just casting it off that way. <clears throat> so I think that, and that, that process is something that makes me happy. Uh, going on this entire process of really evaluating my brain and how I think, and uh, the, so then leading to my third thing that I came across, and I'm surprised we didn't talk about this yet, on this podcast but the there's a speech called this is water by david foster wallace which if you've ever read anything that i wrote on my blog i probably referenced i listen to this speech probably once a month especially in times when i feel like i'm out of sorts with reality a little bit i always come back to it because it brings me back to earth and uh for those of you that know david foster wallace i know there i think there were some bad allegations about him this is similar to michael jackson (laughs) <laughs> but but <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anything about him as a person. And sadly, I know that he committed suicide, which is really tough to, to take in when you listen to the, the speech because he talks about suicide in there and about how people who commit suicide are often dead, in, dead inside before they even do it. But a lot of the things that he talks about in the speech are incredible. So the, when I think about happiness, I think about a, a line that he says that I try to embody every day which is to uh, have, and this goes to what you said about fakeness and things like that, is to have really authentic, deep conversations with people and connect with them in really meaningful ways and to be able to in, like, take in the small things in life, the, the mundane things, and see them as really, really important and all interactions you have with other humans being an opportunity to make their life better and to sacrifice for them, he says specifically, to sacrifice them in petty little unsexy ways over and over every day. And I try to do that. I, I want to be able to be someone that other people can talk to and to feel like they can have deep conversations with and really get into the psyche of people. Uh, I, when I think about when I think about that for some reason, I always think about Oliver and Alice when we were in the Bahamas. Oliver, I met through... The the Vlogger in Paradise competition where I started my vlog, he he actually ended up winning the competition, and I got to know him throughout the competition online, and and we immediately kind of just had some really deep conversations about important things, and then we got to meet for the first time in person in the Bahamas, and it was no different. You know, we spent that time, after we both busted, uh, talking about life and talking about all different things about life, and I enjoy having those type of conversations with people. And... So I just, and that kind of ties into the first thing that I really believe in the good of people and the world, I feel like the world is conditioned right now to not be that, not have that be the case. And that is upsetting to me. And, you know, when you look at social media and you look at the news and things like that, it's constantly a negative feedback loop rather than a positive feedback loop. Now, there's hints of positivity here and there. Obviously, you see great stories being shared and things like that. But if you were to just take a look at the world through that lens, you're going to be really upset. You're going to think that everyone is bad. You're going to think that everyone's out to get you.
0: The world and, is burning.
1: Yeah, exactly. And even more specifically, if you live in somewhat so, some sort of isolation and you're you're then more apt to have mental health issues, you're going to look at this lens, the, the world through this lens, and be really scared and upset and feel like everyone has all this stuff and you have nothing and that you can't connect with people and they're all so outside your grasp. And that's not that's not the way the world actually is. You know, if you go out on a na- normal day, most of the people you're going to run into are going to be happy and polite and nice and friendly. And this goes back more into the David Foster Law speech is that the way that you view the world is going to affect the way that you live, and you have the opportunity to to learn how to think. So, if you go to the grocery store and all you're thinking about is how the world is so unfair to you, because look at all these people around me and how gross they all are, and you're constantly judging them. For, this is I'm coming from a speech. Okay. They're gross and they they're in your way. There's long lines at the at the supermarket. You're in traffic and you're thinking about all these negative things, this is all coming back into how unfair the world is to you, right? You don't have to think like that, though, right? You can choose to think. You have the option to make the choice to think in a different way. You can choose to think that you're just happy to be able to go to a grocery store. There's a grocery store near you, and you have money to buy groceries. Or you can think, Again, like, this is so unfair to me. Look at all this, th- that I have to live like this.
0: Do people walk around thinking, like, all these people around me are gross? Yes. What? In some
1: way. Not necessarily gross, like, looking. But think about it. Think about how often you think to yourself, these people are all fake. These people are not authentic. These people are eating crappy food people walk around all day I
0: do not judge people based on their eating habits. People, I just want to throw that out okay, there. <laughs> so,
1: people walk around all day making judgments over and over again and Naval actually talks about this. This is a, way, a form of meditation that Naval does is he tries to walk around for a single day without making any judgments on people. And specifically like what is that person wearing? Think about how many times, oh my god, what is that person wearing? And it it's it's a different it's a way that becomes toxic in your brain and I think leads to unhappiness. Because if you're thinking, spending all these time making judgments on other people, there's probably some sort of fear and unhappiness deep down inside of you that you need to address. And so I think that I find beauty and happiness in knowing that I can shape how I think and what I think about, and I hope that others can do the same thing. And Dave Foster Wallace says that's the value in, in a real education is learning how to think because if you and he says if you decide if you worship everyone worships something and if you worship things like beauty and money and power and all these other things you're going to be going to feel alone at the end of the day and if you can see the beauty in these m- minuscule mundane things that you're going to do every single day then you're going to feel happiness. So that's what I come back to.
0: So there's just two two things that you said that mm-hmm. I want to touch on. But so the first is as far as judging people is concerned, I think being a mom and experiencing the things that we've experienced with our kids has really put me in a place of no judgment for people, especially parents. You know, if I'm walking around a grocery store, I remember a few months ago I was walking around the grocery store and this little boy just was screaming at his mom, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. And she just kept saying, okay, that's fine, that's fine. And when you don't have kids and you see something like that, you think, oh, my God, why would she let that kid talk to her like that? But when you have kids and you've been through similar situations, it makes sense. You understand. So ever since, you know, we went through what we went through, I've always tried to make it a point to not judge people, especially not judge anybody's parenting decisions because – You don't know what that person is going through, and you don't know what happened to them that day, or that week, or that month, or that year. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. So that's that with judging. The only time I ever think, what is this person wearing, is when you see Walmart people, and they're, like, in underwear, basically, and you're like, what is happening? Are we in the Twilight Zone? They should not be dressed like this. So that's the only time I really think that. And then the other thing, when it comes to people of the world, when... I start to feel like crazy inside, like, oh my God, everything's burning down and this is awful and blah, blah, blah. I try to sit back and remind myself how many people are on the planet and all the time in one day and compare that to the bad things that are happening. And if you really think about that, you can see that people are inherently good. You know, like you can walk down the street and not get shot or whatever. So, and you can go to sporting events, think about how many sporting events take place or concerts, and obviously things have happened at some things, but if you think about all these events that take place where there's huge gatherings of people and they go on without any issue, you know, yes, there are times where things happen, but overall, the majority of things that are going on are good. Mm -hmm. People are just going on with their day-to-day lives and they're not messing with other people. So that's what I try to remind myself to like bring me back to earth, calm me down, remind myself that not everything is terrible.
1: As far as the the making judgments things go thing, making, as far as the making judgments things go, what the hell am I trying to say? (laughs) As far as it, as far as making judgments is concerned, it's a really interesting, I think maybe, I think the thought exercise for the next week is to try to think about each time you're out somewhere or throughout the day, and think about how many times you make a judgment on someone or, or about something. And then, and then kind of just write that down and keep track of it. Cause it'd be a really interesting thing to see. And then, cause then see how you feel after that, because a lot of times it's going to be correlated to, to your happiness level. All right. So I think we've gone on long, long enough here, but I think this is a discussion that we can continue having because I have a lot more things that make me happy. Also, mm-hmm. those are some of the deeper things that I got into.
0: I can really always count on you to make me feel dumb. Why? <laughs> Because you're like, think about what makes you happy, and I sit down and I come up with this list, and I'm like, all right, this is good. I like really thought about this, and I feel really good about this list. And then you're like, when I was meditating in the woods and I got really deep in thought, this is what I came up with. And I'm like, well, Jesus, everything I just said is like superficial in comparison to what you just came up with.
1: No, so I think, I think there's just different levels of of the happiness tree or whatever, and I think that. Sometimes I take these things for granted because the things that you mentioned, because they're just inherently there. And I just know that they make me happy. I I think that once you start to clear out some of the the clutter in your brain and you continue to meditate more and things like that, I think that you'll get to this level because it's not, you asked me when I became Gandhi, I didn't, first of all, I'm not Gandhi, not anywhere close to anybody (laughs) that's enlightened. I don't know if Gandhi was enlightened. I don't know if that was Gandhi. Uh, That's Buddha. Um, Are you Buddha? I might be Buddha. (laughs) But no, like, I, I never used to think like this. You know, I didn't spend time thinking about things like this at all. So I think that's something that kind of develops in time. And I don't think it makes you dumb because you had different answers. I think that your answers hit on the core of your happiness. And I think it was a really good exercise for you to constantly bring yourself back to those things when you feel overwhelmed and stressed out. And to be able to to be able to have those core beliefs and those core feelings inside of you is something that you need to come back to all the time. Mhm. All right, so do we have anything to wrap up with here? Do you have any kid stories from when I was gone? I was gone for a few days.
0: Kid stories when you're gone, it's all a blur. Yeah. Everything's a blur. You can talk about Andrew's big word that he used.
1: He told me, I don't even know what he was talking about, but he said said something like, When you feel like you want to give up, perseverance. (laughs) And I said, That's a great word, buddy. Proud of you. That's a big (laughs) word. You're a very smart little kid.
0: Yep. All
1: right. Is there anything else? I don't know, but this has been a lot deeper than our normal conversations. Usually I'm talking about something inappropriate and Mm -hmm. going on about nonsense. I
0: think you mean inappropriate.
1: Inappropriate. That's what Cam probably still says, right? (laughs)
0: Oh, she got uh, she got suspenders, and she keeps calling them suspensers. <laughs> I was trying oh, I to her. explain to her that suspense is something different than suspending something. So mm-hmm. we had a full conversation about that. Yeah. And she, oh, Cam had a really awesome idea for our house that she oh, came yes. home with.
1: That's what I wanted to talk about with the kids. So let's do this, and then we'll wrap it up. Okay. After. Cam really, when she told me that idea, I was super proud. Me too. Okay, good. I was
0: very happy. And this is
1: great—a great advice for other kids, too. So go for it.
0: Yeah, she came home yesterday from school, and I decided Trevor was still away yesterday. So today is Tuesday when we're recording, but he was still away. So I decided that it was the last day of the month. I was going to take the kids out to dinner. The four of us were going to go out to dinner. So I was asking Cam about her homework, and she was very set on this homework assignment that was not assigned by the teacher, but something that she wanted to complete. So she told me all about it from beginning to end, and it was basically a chart that goes from happy to in a dark place and it has all these things in between. She knows them all by heart. I can't remember what
1: they were, but it felt like there was a lot more than non-happy ones down towards the bottom than there were to, of the happy ones. There uns.
0: was well, it just it's, was like, a, like scale. a scale. Yeah, scale yeah, from of like happy to Like you're kind in a dark of neutral, place. you're really happy, dark place and then whatever. And each day you take a post-it and you write your name on the back of the post-it and you stick your post-it on whatever you're feeling for that day. And if you're at the lower ones, you know, you're in a dark place They're or you're struggling. struggling
1: she said struggling. Yeah.
0: Then someone will come and check in with you and see what they can do to help you. So she wanted to set this board up so that if anybody was struggling, she could help them in our in our house. So if Ava or Cam or me or Trevor were struggling, then she would come and chat with us. And, you know, I said, Well, what happens if you're struggling? And she said, Well then you guys will come and talk to me. Which this is like a huge deal. Because Cam doesn't like to talk about anything. So for her to come up with this idea, this system, where she can mark off that she's struggling or she's in a dark place, if she's feeling that way, that's a big deal.
1: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I was so excited. So was I. Yeah. So we're going to set this up. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea for, uh, for, it doesn't just have to be kids. I mean, it's the first step to realizing that you need to not get help, but to figure out your own mental state is to figure out what your mental state is. If you can say to yourself, I'm struggling right now and I need some help, that's a big step. Or, you know, if you just noting that you feel happy or you feel good is a a good step too. That's how positive momentum gets going. And then kind of tracking your days to see how your days are going feels like a good thing. So, Cam, she's wiser than her years, I think.
0: Yeah, this is something she picked up at school. She's
1: like a miniature Buddha covered in hair.
0: (laughs) She's not Baxter, oh. <laughs> but she picked this up at school, I assume from her teacher. And I also went to high school with her teacher, so I'm not going to say her name because I'm not doing that, but <laughs> shout out to her. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. So if you guys want to chat with us about any of this, please send us a message, info at RaisingTheNuts.com. RaisingTheNuts.com is up. Did you put any of the show notes in yet or no?
0: I believe I have one one episode completed. Okay.
1: So raisingus. is there. If you're interested in t shirts, reach out to Jody also. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess uh, this is it for this very emotional. I feel long podcast. Yeah, I feel healed. <laughs> Do you feel healed? Uh, no. <laughs> Not healed. I feel. I feel like a zen like.
0: I feel better than when I sat down and I was really irritated from all the nonsense that was going on around me.
1: This is, was cathartic. Yeah. Do you feel milk toast at all?
0: Oh, my God. If you know what
1: Milk Toast is, let me know. All right. (laughs) Thank you, everyone. See you later. Bye.